You know how we roll. This is Conley the Culprit from Ward 21 The Mad Family, and you are watching the Entertainment Report podcast. Yeah. Enough of them, they fussy, they not like we call we nice. I bust the platinum wrist with all a finger full of ice. Tell the fussy splurting off you wanna fussy twice. Walk, live, talk, dead, wish on your choice. Uh, ah, enough of them a freak. They know them one come class and we're not part of them a leak. I know that. This us is judgment day. We make fasces run away. Calico's out to play. Ah. Iceberg in the closet car with us originally. Nal, we bust on a return like the son of the proddy. Call, we still love us to get 24 time get critty. Call, put six in your body, wet up your only ugly girl. Miss Araka, bye, baby, when they get. See them run, see them run, see them run. So fussy boy, get your head right. But man, I said tonight, are you dead night? Come at me, take you to a place where chatty lose in tongue where the news cameras hardly come. Play like a dumb, else gunshot beat you like a drum bridge light and a free water run. Hey, some say you wanna rhyme, I gotta rhyme. We have the yell them tune for make them move them waistline and them spine in a time. Matter over mind, mind over matter. Fussy scatter, the one your name rhyme. Have a new style and it rule everything. <laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today we have a special guest from, I'm talking the mentally mad, crazy War 21 that definitely changed the sound of reggae music from 98 to right now. You know, we have in the building today, we have Conley in the building today. This man here could slam a revolving door. What's going on, my brother? Your man got status. You know how we roll. Pop, pop, pop. I knew Mark that one. one. I knew that one would have got you right after it. I knew that. You know what I mean? How are you doing there, brother? We're good enough. We just stay in a place. I try enough to melt, you know? Yeah, you I know try my best enough to melt. You're in. Hot, nice, warm Jamaica. Right now, we have a bit of the sun too, but come next month, that's a wrap for us here. Yeah, yeah, when I saw my shot still, bruh, three months in and out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good to go, Mr. Conley. <clears throat> yeah, everything man. is good, my brother. Let's get into your history because you have there's a lot of stuff that I want to talk to you about that I've never really heard anybody talk to you about. So, let's get into it here, okay? Okay, all right, okay. Especially because I spoke to Sokka a couple weeks ago. So he gave me a lot of um, more 21, some of the history. But I know you're going to fill in a lot of the um, blanks too that we didn't get and your version of the events. All right. All right. actually got you into music? Where was the first time you could say, you know what? You fell in love with music. Are you liked what you were hearing? Um, I, I fell in love with music as a very young kid in Watos. Growing up in Watos, um, Watos have a million sound system. Okay. But every road, one big sound did it. Mm. So, you know, is is a thing where every night, every weekend, there's always music I play in a Watos, well loud. You see me the bass line, I rockle the crockery in the, the break front and then something right. in your house. You understand? So, yeah. I'm just in love with me I hear when dance hall I play, don't know back in the 80s and you hear some Bad Admiral Bailey and some Stitchy and some. Peter Metron, is it me I say? Yeah. We just did fall in love with that. All when Major Mackerel forward and, of course, Shabba, the Emperor. You don't know. We just did, did fall in love with what I hear. So, I would say, I'm interested in the music from my baby. Mm. 
<laughs> from the beginning. All right. And you said there was a lot of songs in Waterhouse at that time there. I wasn't really aware of that because I know there was, I remember like King Jammies, I think Heat Wave came out of Waterhouse too. There was a couple more, but I didn't know that there was a lot of songs that came yeah, out man. of Waterhouse. No, the thing, you know, um, no for the sound them in a Waterhouse never did as big as Jammies and Heat Wave them and you me, you'd have some smaller sounds like all um Suko, Suko Stepfather sound, Road Sonic, which must start on. Um, you have Agony Vibes that was that did up on my road. Um, you have Woolly Person explicit, um, Soul Angel, Woolly Person, Bug Striker. Not sounded in our house, man, but them just never as big as Jamis and Eat Wave and them sound there, isn't it? Got you, got you. Because I know, as you said, you started out <clears> actually <throat> fell in love and everything with the music. Fast forward now, you got to um, you and Soko started to play Global Supreme, Goal, Goal Supreme. Me never, me never really did play Gold Supreme because them time they made, when 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 Suko them did a play Gold Supreme, them time they made deliver New York. Okay. So after after Gold Supreme time, I come back to Jamaica. Okay. So then I guess that right there, going to New York is what really got you into hip hop there because I know you're a crazy hip hop head right there. Yeah. 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 I live, live in New York and at the time when Tupac a bus, Biggie a bus. Um, Mary J. Blige, Das Effects, Wu Tang, in at that time, they like the early part of the 90s, them time they in New York. So, I mean, it was so magnetic that music was so magnetic, and and them time the New York did around hip hop, yeah, for sure. That was the big one there. Okay, so then that right there, because you left Jamaica, you went to New York. How long you were actually in New York for? Um, I left Jamaica in a 90. I'm gonna come back 94. Okay, so you spent like a two years, so you spent enough to really yeah, I spent, I spent a little on. time. Yeah, I spent a little time there still. Um, um me did my go there and me did the work on them something there, and then um me did get laid off, mm -hmm. and then the, the the employment agency where um me did the work with them couldn't place me. Got so it. I just get fed up and come back home. Yeah, I did, did out for a while. Yeah, one of your best moves that you've ever made, but you wouldn't have known that. <laughs> no, I never know that. <laughs> no, that's big right there. Okay, so you come back to Jamaica, so then you already have the reggae influence in you, and now you've gotten the hip-hop influence. So what was your first move from there from a, from a musical sense? Um, When I come back, I did, did already interested in our sound system. Me and Suko did start um play a sound system together when, when we are 13. Him did start before me, but me start at 13. Got you. 13 years old, isn't me? Um, so, me did already a collect records. I was already a, a, an avid collector. Um, like tons of LPs and 12 inch. Hardly could I get seven inches in, a, in a America, but from when I buy a Jamaica before I go away and then when I come back. But um, when I come back from New York, I was working corporate. I was working. Um, I was working as a data entry clerk at Mutual Life Insurance Company in a New Kingston. Mutual Life now exists no more. I don't know. I think an NCB buy them out or something. I'm not sure, but that's where I was working. And then I did have a weekend gig at um, Club Inferno in Moby. I was a weekend DJ. Did hear? Is it me? Yeah, I was a weekend DJ at Club Inferno, and until I stopped the corporate and just do that alone. So. I would have traveled to Mobile on Friday. I play Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and then I come back to Kingston Monday morning. So that was my weekly routine. So when I'm there at town during the week, all I do is buy a record. 
and try to get the newest thing then. To go back to Club, Club Inferno. And what was your DJ name at that time there? I never have a DJ name, you know. You never? <laughs> Up to now, I never have a DJ name. I just the other day, Suku start called. Suku, me, me and Suku take a picture. Yeah. When we were there at Germany. Mm -hmm. And we were on tour. And I go through my phone and I see the picture. And I see it and say, oh, who them culprit there? So from that, that's, that's, that's so, um, the, the culprit. <laughs> yeah. Because but, I always wondered how come you never, because for a long time, I didn't think Conley was your real name. And mm -hmm. I research, 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 talk, talk, talk. And I realized Conley is your real name. Yeah, man. My, my real name is Conley Asari McCarthy. Mm -hmm. You see me? Um, yeah. It's African. Well, the first two are African and the last one are Scottish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if, if you say it like how it's supposed to pronounce, it's supposed to be Conley Asari because <laughs> I don't know my African last name. Yeah. <laughs> I got okay. No, majority of we don't know my African last name, but you're hundred yeah. percent right. Okay, that I did not know because I wanted to know. Currently, that's a that's a rather different name if that's a street name. Yeah. You know what I mean, and I want to tell you, it's a popular name in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. It's a popular name in Nigeria, but I mean, I think Nigeria will come from. I think Ghana will come from. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so. Because my name already sound unique, mm -hmm. I just never use an alias. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel the need to get an alias. Because they used to call me also to sit in a warehouse, but yeah. none of that never stick. Got you, got you. Okay, so then when do you actually started to connect back with um, back with Soko and started to move forward from there? No, me and Soko never disconnect, you know. Mm. I know Soko from me at five years old. Okay. See, um, both our parents in the same club in our house and club named Gax. Mm -hmm. See, and so I know him from them time that we never used to hang out nor nothing, but because I am around with my parents and he's with his parents, we in the same vicinity all the while. So me knew him from we are five years old. We started hanging out at 13 years old when we in a high school. Mm -hmm. See, me, him did go Mona High, me did go St. George's College. So because we're from Waterhouse, both are we interested in the music, both are we parents are friends that we have so so much in common. It is just natural that we started hanging out because him did that do something that made it interesting in the cosmic. Our dream was to become sound owners. Me and him did have the same dream. Okay. It was really sound was where your mind was at. Yeah, man, sound system. We did want own sound system where they want to be the next stone love because stone love was king to it. Yeah. You see me? So okay. Me and him have the same dream, so that it just connect from there. So when we're big enough for can make our own moves without, you know, without have a big going with our parents, then we just start par and, and it never stop. We never disconnect. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. So with you now, what was it like for you to be playing in Club Inferno and then get into King Jammies, the big sounder now? What was that like? Well, I want to tell you, say, to me, that was a big step because it'll lead me to exactly where I want to go. Mm -hmm. You understand? I start out as a club DJ, a weekend DJ, and then we make the move to the big sound. Mm -hmm. You understand? But don't get it twisted, though, you know. Maybe that play the other, the small sound, them, you know, we start up on Suku Stepfather sound. Yeah. That are before Club Inferno because that's what I learned when I learned something till I get good enough for can go play a club. Mm -hmm. Got you. But Moving from Club Inferno now, it, it just happened that um, Jamis did have two sessions on the same weekend. And Suku them 
who did already the Panjami sound, so Kwa Mark did already the Panjami sound, did have to go New York. Yeah. And but them did have a thing a police officers club. So Suko asked Jamis for make me deal with it. Got you. See me? So and I, I that's where it start from. Deal with it and them did love it. Yeah. See me? And then them have a similar booking again where Suko them have to go Miami and we have the police officers club because then Carl we're back. Okay. <clears throat> the commissioner, somebody, one of the commissioner, um, one of the commissioner assistant them or something. I, mean, I remember it because so long ago. They actually love what we do the first time and then bring me back for another um event. It was like a, a treat or a fear or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. So I end up playing the sound two times until Jamis get the feedback and him say, Yo, well, all right, well, stay away there. Yeah. See me that I, was like basically a dream come true. Yeah, man, that was a big accomplishment for me, man. Cause a big sound that and me even get for playing a dance with Stone Love. I know Stone Love, I'm a king. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, because that's what I wanted to know. Because I know that you guys played King Jammies, but you never went through some of the big events that you guys played on. If whether they were clashes or jugglings or stuff, give me three most memorable events when you're playing on King Jammies. Well, for me, it was the first two because mm -hmm. that was my actual debut, then yeah. my re debut. <laughs> but then but then there was another dancer where they play in our waters. With where they play two two dance with Stone Love in our waters. But there was one particular one we play right in front of Jamie's studio. Okay. On the road, right there. So mm -hmm. that particular one where we play with Stone Love was amazing to me because I think that are the best me ever played the sound that the night because the night there it was Nico Bam Bam and Nico Bam Bam was a selector when we look up to. Yes. You see me? So we just did their taking everything, and then. Suku just Suku just basically make me mix the whole night. I don't know. Suku and Mark are the, are the, are the, the senior upon the sound. Okay. But him allow me to mix the whole night. So I just, me a mix, a rumble that Mark attack and Suku just a fine tune some of the time. You see me? And we did really well till, I mean, it did go so well that one of the time, I think, Stone Love never come back. Like after them play them round and we start play, we hold it so good that Stone Love just never play again. Now we play till morning. Yeah. You see me? And that was a big accomplishment for me. Cause I never know some could have stand upside a Stone Love. Me, Little and Morgan, Young and you see me, I'm nervous. My leg them a tremble. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, because this is the big stone love here. Yeah, man, a big stone love, that man. Mm -hmm. Did you actually clash with King Jamies? Did you do any? No, no, I'm never involved in a clash. So could you involve in a clash with, with King of these matter around them? Where was this? I think a three mile it did keep. I don't remember exactly. I wasn't there. I was in New York at the time, I think. But okay. I think so could them, so could it clash with them and Mataran did a clone. The clothes were so could they have on. Yeah. <laughs> him tell me, him tell uh, that him tell me about it. So could they involve in a clash with them, but not me. Yeah. You weren't the clashing type of selector. No. Yeah. Me more kicked on a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not trying to take none of the men I think I have the temperament for clash. Yeah. That's not really your thing there. No, no. Yeah. Did you actually do any dates like international dates on King Jamie's outside no. of Jamaica? No, not with King. I never do no international dates as a sound man. Yeah. Because oh. by the by me only spend like one year upon the sound. 
By that, time, by that time, from me, from the first day, I said, step foot in other studio, they may never come out back. Okay. So and what this, year was it? What year this, were we talking about that you got to Jammies and then left and went into the studio? Marie Richard Jammies, 96. I played the song. Mm-hmm. And I get in the studio, 97. And from stepping out of the studio, 97, I never come out back. The song yeah. see me back. <laughs> 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 not involved but instantly fall in love with production yeah so nothing about yeah so then that was where you because remember you're uh if a lot of people don't understand you're originally a selector dj mm-hmm. selector went into engineering production mm-hmm. then artists right 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 and a lot right. of other stuff you have going on so then now we're on to say phase two of your musical journey right now which is now you got into the studio yeah all right. What was the first thing you actually did when you got into the studio? And what did you like about the studio so much? The first thing I see when I go into the studio, I remember King James did a work on Black Uhuru album. So that my apprenticeship, my apprenticeship started with Black Uhuru. Big. So I start learning the patch bay. I start learning how to put on and take off tape. Start understand the tape machine. I never reached around the mixing board yet, but Everything around the outskirts of the mixing board, I start learn. Mm-hmm. That's how I start from. I never even have a seat in the studio. I have to stand up. <laughs> yeah. Stand up right by the door, right at the patch bay. Mm-hmm. And this was, um. so your first project that you're working on was actually Black Uru. Black Uru. That, that, that jam is that I work on him. The um, record and mix Black Uru album. Okay. What were some other early stuff that you started to get into while you were there too? Um... <clears throat> John John, that a jam is all son. John John did a work on Sanchez album. Okay. So we did um we did do some apprentice work, right? That's a two. So we can say the first two things we start work on as an engineer was Black Uhuru and Sanchez. What a what an entry into the business to work on. <laughs> Amazing. It's like you, you couldn't even write a better script. Wow. <laughs> And at this time here, engineering, did production actually start to creep into your mind yet, or you were still no. just engineering? Not yet, just engineering. Come just to do one, learn it first. Mm-hmm. Would I like to be a producer, but I never did a think about that yet. I just did one, learn the engineering, and I just want dead around them big legendary artists there. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, say every day when them come to studio, I don't come out of that studio. I hear you. You understand? And nobody don't know my name. Nobody don't know me. I'm just quiet like a mouse in a one corner. But I'm soaking everything. Yeah. You understand? So, yeah, you couldn't could write a better script for, for make your entrance in the production side of music or engineering side of music with Black Uhuru and Sanchez. And after that was Yellow Man. <laughs> what a tweet right there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What was one of your biggest mistakes you made early on in the when you're just an apprentice and you had to actually recover from that mistake there um i don't think i can't think of a mistake i made i, I really can't think of a mistake because I me mean, it's not a youth where mischievous mm-hmm. and my follow instruction well okay understand and and i i i would say i learn easily Okay. So I can't think of a mistake when would I make where like anybody would have even noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of one. Probably 
um, go for lunch too long. There's yeah. some stupidness like that. Okay, but it was <laughs> never like you're supposed to push record. You didn't record. No. Record over a track and like, holy smokes. No, like none that. of them. Them never, never, ever make none of them mistakes. Yeah. That's that's interesting because I know those mistakes right there could be very costly. They could cost you a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and me see them, me see them thing that happen to people. So me make sure <laughs> that they reach me because you know when King James get vexed, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't want King James get vexed with you, you know. Yeah. Oh, cause that you know, said so the voice, they are thunder and the authority there and the presence there. Different. Yeah. So me just make sure so me pay attention to what me I do. Yeah. And try my best not make no mistake. I hear you. And what was it like being apprentice for the king himself? That was the greatest thing in the world because at that time, to me, he was the greatest ever. He was the greatest ever. You understand? And remember, say, I never have no designs from production yet. Even though the reason why I went into the studio was because I went to him after the sound done play. I go to him and ask him if he can teach me how to produce. Got you. But me never actually did mean produce. Me just did mean studio work. Right, but but in, a my, word... in a my mind, we're not so knowledgeable about the business yet. Mm -hmm. Studio work is production. Yeah. So I saw me reaching out the studio, but me never really did that thing for be a producer yet. Me just did want to learn. More and learn this because I know that things go in a stages. And I know that from my youth. So I just want to learn the party, yeah? then move to the party, then move to the party. You understand? Yeah. For sure. So then what was the next part that you went to? Where did the production bug actually start to get into your soul? Well, so could it make a rhythm name? Dog Pound. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. So because we're in the studio and we are learning things and I'm learning how to use a drum machine and so on and so forth. I learn how to sample and them kind of something there. So me and Suko usually did it at night time. <clears throat> Whenever I'm a stay a female, because them time they bust me that for take the home. Because by them time they move out of our house. Okay. So you said that and Suku make a rhythm named Dog Pound where he, he make a dance all rhythm and he use the phrase from um DMX tune. He use a phrase from the tune there. Yeah. Use that. Make the dance all rhythm round that. And then him do him use a dog. To make the for make the groove like how Dave Kelly use a hay in a show time, he yeah. use a he use a dog bark instead of a hay. And it did just seem interesting to me because me just see it all come together. Remember, you know, them time then a drum is never done a dance hall, you know. Beer one drop, you know. If you if you hear the people them who we are work with, you know. Yeah. A beer one drop, no dance hall never did that. Though. So it did so interesting to me to see a dance hall rhythm come together. You understand? Mm -hmm. And um I did watch Soko interview and him did I say we never voice Pan Dog Pound. But he yeah. did voice on Dog Pound. Him voice a song name, we not do that. Okay. You see me? You remember Hansen song bo? Well, we did write, we did write a thing after that when I said, we not do that. I mean say bad man no do that. We not really, really, really do that. And I sing some bugger thing. We did voice a song there, but that was just for so fun. We never have no designs on it. We never have no expectations on our design. We never even promote it or not like that. It just, it just is yeah. what it is. You have a studio. Let's fool around. Let's see exactly actually come. Because exactly. at this time, you guys didn't figure that you guys wanted to be artists yet. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. We did just 
look up so much to Dave Kelly, and Dave Kelly used to do a lot of B-sides where him voiced the song them. You see me? And Sham used to perform them on stage, but enough people think of Sham sing the song them, but enough of the song them are Dave Kelly. Okay. You see me? And we did one do that too. So we have put out a rhythm. So we, we are going to just do a B-side. And whichever artist come voice, we'll probably just put it on the B-side or put it on the B-side of all of the song them. Yeah. Instead of giving away the rhythm. Because them time there, there was a thing against give, giving away rhythm. I don't know why. But that's just how the business was. I think Dave was the one that really introduced that. Let's yeah. not give away the um version on the B side. Right, Let's right, do right. Something different from there. Yeah. So yeah, it did. It did so intriguing to me for see a dance already rhythm come together. And after that, in build a next rhythm name at Lava, where it did, yes. it did sound nice, but it wasn't the bestest, bestest. Yeah. You understand? But I learn him. I learn, and me I learn. Me that they are watch. Cause them time them and I build rhythm it. Yeah. Them time them are sample. You see me? Because remember. My musical background farm out of hip hop. Yes. So them time they may have sample. So what you will notice is that majority of the earlier set of rhythm them were so mm -hmm. The sound them are the sound them were me sample. Jimmy, okay. so me, me sample the sound them, put them on floppy disk, and insert the floppy disk in the drum machine. <laughs> no people don't know what floppy disk is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And use the sound name if you listen like all volume rhythm and the giant and at uh, the sound name with me sample off from a hip hop CD then. Yeah. So well, you definitely hear you hear like the car door slamming, the scratching, yeah. all type of like very different sounds that you've never really heard in a dance hall type of production. That was yeah. not normal at all. Yeah. You understand? And the inspiration the the inspiration that come from Dave, man, because Dave did that do some different thing. Even though Dave never did that, did that do the sampling as such. Mm -hmm. But the inspiration of doing different things mm -hmm. come from Dave. Yeah. No, you know what? You're 100% right because at that time there, Dave was the bridge between the 90s and the 2000s because he was doing stuff from like the 80s, as a matter of fact. Yeah. He really Iman, Iman Tony. He was Madhouse yeah. in the mid 90s, carried to the 2000s. And then you guys came in from like the 98, 99. Mm -hmm. just ran with it from there with that type of way of thinking yeah you know what i mean so definitely so you guys had the hot lava now so then after the hot lava what came next for you guys the bestest rhythm of all yeah <laughs> <laughs> the great bada bada the game changer so yeah i heard the bada bada was so crazy you guys even had a dennis brown on your rhythm please yes. tell me <laughs> please tell me why would you put a dennis brown and what's the name of that song I, I don't ever remember. All right. What you know? You will hear some weird names that yeah. shouldn't be related to the mother about everything under him. It's a damn name there. No, yeah. I've nothing for the way to attend to it. You understand what I say? Yeah. Them name there, I have nothing for the way to we. It's Dennis Brown, Yasa yeah. Safari, Paul Elliott, even Black Hole Rudep on it. <laughs> Jamis, Jamis just love the rhythm and him just vice the artist then we are come checking. It, it's like it never tell nobody no. And where did all where are all these songs? Are they actually did they actually come out or where are they? I think them come out on um on compilations. I'm not sure yeah. if them come out at seven inch, but enough song, enough song, the king vice on it, man. That's insane. Okay, so you guys built it here. Walk me through here. How did that rhythm even come about in the first place? From what you remember. All right, me, 
me go catch the last part of it when it a bill. Mm -hmm. It was Labor Day, mm -hmm. and they are my yard, and them have Labor Day project, and me no want to do that. So me just take up myself and jump on a bus and go waterhouse. Got you. See, when me go a waterhouse and reach a sucker yard, sucker not dead in here, say sucker around at the studio. So I take myself and walk around at the studio. When I go around at the studio, I hear pan and knock. Me I say, oh, what is? What kind of zinc pan sounding something? Yeah. Kang, 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 kang. Me I say, what are going? Yeah. When me reach round there, him comes a bop and. It's like in the like in the solo two of the track them. So I just two things alone me that year. So I take off the solo and me hear the rest of the rhythm. It never granted it never have no phrase nor no bass it. Are they just drums? Okay. Me I listen to it and I say, yo, this sounds sicky. You see all the sneer way I'm using. I love it. And I said, no dog, this sounds sick. So I see him come to no one like impress, impress the talk back button on the mixing console where you used to talk to the artist and at the voicing booth. Mm -hmm. And it feedback. Yeah. <laughs> the um the 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 kick where did I play? Feedback through because the talk back button press and the speaker them I play and it a feedback in the talk back button. So the feedback make it sound like a cowbell. So we say yo, this sick record. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> just like that. So we just record it. You see me? And so I Cause even if you if you listen to the original cut of Bada Bada, you can't hear cause we did have to gate gate the feedback. Okay. So you can't hear it, you can't hear the, the feedback a leak some of the time in other reading. But we do that and then um in a them time they know the rest them the rest of them, them don't have water so you still have a talk with them and say, Go so bada bada. Oh. You see me? Hey. So when them did that say basically, oh we would have said, yo, move for your summon. But them never said that. Them said, go so bada bada. <laughs> you see me? Them did have a thing where them put them on for them out and said, blessed my lord. And them said, go so bada bada to who them now want to bless up. Got you. So that was a talk for the rest of them down at the house. And the people them did kind of like it. So Suko just decided, say, I'm going to put it in the rhythm. So I said, all right, go around the voice in the room. And we just record him and say, bada bada. Go so bada bada. And we just record, because you know them times they never have copy and paste, I tape with them, so I have to record till the rhythm done, three, three minutes, 40 odd second. So there so, wasn't no, you're going to record here and then keep copy, paste, copy, paste, no, copy, paste. No, no. In the deficit for the entire three minutes, every four bars for the entire three minutes. So probably if you listen closely, none of them probably sound exactly the same. None of them. None of them is exactly the same. And what we do, we put, we put a flange on them vocals. To make it have a little robotic effect, you see me, and and that was inspired by Dave because Dave did do backyard, yes, and Dave did do Rocco, Rocco, yes, you see me. So we we did do that with Bada Bada, and um afterwards, I think after my gun, Suko did find one bass player and one bass player the phrase, the bass and the phrase in a two different key, but it never matter because it's so good. <laughs> and again, you don't really, you guys aren't classically trained. So, to no, just putting sounds together to see what sounds good. It doesn't Yo, have to be technically good. My philosophy in music, you know, just make it sound good. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's not complicated. Just make it sound good. You're right. We're not for going at theory. We're not for draw, calculate, and do the mathematics and all of them something there. And I talk about key and all of them something there. And scale and them things. Just make it sound good. Yeah. Yeah. So we so we work. 
makes sense. All right. And when it came to actually bada bada, what did you do? Did you do anything on the rhythm there? What did you do on the rhythm? All right. Well, so could it so could it voice a song um on it mm-hmm. for test it out. <clears throat> like one day in my rumble did that and I think them just bill it. Mm-hmm. And vice but I wasn't there, then build it and vice it and test it out. They must say, You have some possibility, y'all have flip up and I hip up. One like them up, but when you check it, them are white hip up. No, 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 no. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a melody where I'm detect from Baby Sham. Yep. You see me? And that was, that was Baby Sham backyard song. Yes, that's what I and said. said boom, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He used that, so could they use the melody. And it, it actually sound good, you know? And I said, Boom, bad, so could you bust now? Yeah. But you don't know we wasn't DJ, so whenever yeah. <laughs> whenever I run it down, isn't yeah. it? So one day now, one day me there in my yard, I play basketball because I was I was an avid ball player, football and basketball. Like that me used to do in a high school, isn't it? Okay. As a sportsman. Yeah. Before the music. I play basketball and for my block where, where the where the basketball court there. One of my brethren, them will live there. Mm-hmm. Um, he invite two youth from a different ends, two basketball youth from a different ends to come play. Mm-hmm. Seeing so, you know, and we say, all right, cool, boom, strange face there. I make we just play some ball then. Yeah. You see me? We did there play ball and remember one time, I go for a layup, and one of the new youth them in front of me, mm-hmm. right? When I go for the layup, him see me and him duck and hold him head so. And one behind me, where did that guard me? After me gave my, me gave my Alan Iverson and broke him ankle and go around him. The man I run come behind me. So when I jump for layup, he pushed me on my back. Mm. So when he pushed me now, my, the lower part of my body lit the youth with duck in front of me. So you know, say, I saw my go upon my chest, my land upon the ground. You know. Wow. My land upon my, upon my chest, upon the ground. Me get up now and beer blood and beer thing. Now me I say, yo, what that? Man push me on my back and rare. My brethren were invite them now, start take up for them. Me I say, dog, you know, you, you know, see what the man do? You take up for them. Me and the youth, them war. Them cut. You know, hurry. Because, like me, I tell man, I really have good temperament. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, me and the youth, them war. I'm realize, eh, my brethren will bring the youth, them come vex with me because me, war the man, them are run them way. The man vex with me. Like, him never look with him too, yeah. Because him did a play too, you know. Yeah. Him never look with him too, yeah, and see what the man, them do. One man bridge me and one man push me. Mm-hmm. See? It was a setup. So, me and this youth at odds for about a week. Till me here say murmurings are going on, what a true and bag a thing. So I say, you know what? I don't get myself in no trouble. Because mm-hmm. I lick off the youth your face you know, with a fat stone. You know. But that was just my mentality at the time. Because you know? remember, you know, water was my born and grow. You know? Even though I move, you know, I still have water house in here. So, you know. For sure. You see me? But anyway, I just say, you know what? I just not do anything. I have a little, <clears throat> I have a little um, way where I love hip hop and I love writing rhymes because I was writing rhymes from high school. So you See wanted me? to be an artist or you wanted to be a writer from then? I wanted to be an artist at once, but me also got penthouse on them something. Then it just, I just couldn't deal with it. 
Like, okay. me never, me never ready. So me just load that and say, me just do deal with straight sounding. Okay. But I've been writing rhymes, and I'm, when me did in a high school, my favorite rappers were um, Public Enemy, Big Daddy King, KRS One. Yeah. Isn't it? So I've been writing rhymes. I was just writing rhymes to sound like Chuck D and one bag of foolishness. So I said, you know what? So the way I feel right now, if I follow how I feel, me and the youth are going to war physically. So I'm just write about it instead. Write about it because I watch something where them say, write what you're angry about and then burn it. Yeah. And that might help release. You see me? I never burn it. I just write. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm write. And uh, in me, I talk to directly, I say, enough of them that pussy they not like because we're nice. I remember I said, in them days, there, you know, nice wasn't a slang yet, you know. Yeah. Nice did come from basketball. You have a nice jump shot. You have a nice fadeaway. You have a nice layup. So it was basketball terms I did I use. Yeah. You see me? So I say, enough of them that pussy they not like because we're nice. Bust the platinum race. And then I just embellish and continue and, until I write a 16 bars. Then I write another 16. I was like, whoa. I never, never planned for all of this. It come in like me, that whole heap store up inside of me because if you listen to the song, a beer would show in. Okay. Because at the same youth, me I talk to. Me I talk about and two. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? Mm-hmm. So I say, you know what? I make Soko sing this. Because the way I did write it was um, was after, oh, general degree did do. Ah, mm, ah, ah. Mm-hmm. You see me? When him say, this your one name, you no figure long, but when you no touch asylum, you no mad. Happy when you hear you no DJ that pandis, you read him, you way up to standard. And of them, the pussy, they no like, we call we nice. I was the platinum, you see me? Yes. You see, you see the, yeah. the same flow and the yeah. same voice. Yes, yes. That same so, monotonish, right. deepish, ride it right there. I did really, really love the song there. Yeah. I did really, really love the song there. So, me as a novice, I have to write it off as something where I love because I don't know if I come up with melody and then something there. You see me? So I just write the song there, half of the song there, half of the vibe there. And I just write my feelings. And I go down a house with the song now and early one morning. I don't know if Suku did go dance the night before, but Suku was the head engineer, so he keep the key for the studio. Got you. You see me? So me go around a Suku yard now for wake him up. And tell him, say, yo, I have a song for you, you know. One say, now nah, get up, you know, that. <laughs> so I just take the key and go around at the studio. By the time I reach up at the top of, top of the road, right right before I reach the studio. A Rumblood, that, Mr. Man. Rumblood, a big engineer. Rumblood was, was War 21 recording engineer, basically. Okay. Yeah, major, majority of the song, I'm voice, a Rumblood record them. Did you know that? Yeah, man. Mr. Rumblood, so I say, yo, come in at the studio. I have an idea, I want to do something. Put on the rhythm, put on bada bada tape, get a little small balance, not a suko balance, get a conle balance. <laughs> <laughs> get a little small balance and open up a track. So I just go around there with my paper because I have one long book, but I tear out the page. The haters, I tear out the page. Then I go around there with my paper and I just read. If you listen to the song, you know, because if I sing it now, you know, if I sing the song now, it will sound like me a DJ. If, if you really listen to the song, you can hear me a read. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, I just read it off. Um, I never, when I write the song, I never have a hook feet. Okay. But when, when I did that, in the bus, I go out to the same man in there, I listen to my CD. What name again? Discman. 
Yes. Me that listen to my disc man, and me that listen to um, it was a movie soundtrack. Me that listen to it. That was LL Cool J and Timbaland on it. LL Cool J and Timbaland um collab. Okay. I don't remember the name of the song. You see me? And the way the song starts, LL Cool J say, Ah, oh, I knew you were freak before the album went platinum. You hardly speak, and now your skin grinning. Gassed off the chrome rims in. 24 mansion, 24 room mansion. I put my Tims in. Whatever, whatever. I mean, they just love how the song that start. So after my after my voice, the first verse, I was like, all right, I can't come up with nothing for the hook. So let me just make a spin off of this because still novice, still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Ah, enough of them are free. Oh, they won't come class me when all part of them are leak. At first, at first, when I did voice it, at first, when I did voice it, I said, Ah, enough of them are free. They know they won't come class me when them battle will leak. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I said, No, we can't say that. <laughs> Not coming out of jammies. No. Yeah. No, no, King would have no, no. never put out that. He would have never put out that. I remember saying, you know, King Dancehall era did kind of slow down for a long while, you know. So even though killer them did dead and scare them did dead and I do a bag of thing and I, I sing them kind of something there, mm -hmm. he never really into that. No. The era they did kind of gone for him. So he would have never put out that. So I say, All right. I just say all part of them instead. But anyway, me, um, do it. Before I'm done, Suku come around there and hear it. So I said to him, say, all right, like, oh, Suku, wake up now. The verse him sound good already, I just make him do the hook. So I tell him, say, yo, you have a hook for doing you know? Man say, which hook? I said, that part, yeah. Man say, me for do this? You mad? This perfect! <laughs> So, what twenty one first hit song end up being me alone because Suko wouldn't wake up. If Suko did wake up, I would have Suko sing the song. Then. Crazy because it was you wrote it with him in mind, with right. him, his yeah. voice doing it. Right, but my experience, but my wife emphasizing it because him more inclined for DJ than me. Yeah, is it me? Like when me I play sound and I never really talk on on the microphone, you know. Even though me used to do it every now and then, I'm used to do it at the club. Yeah. But him did more inclined to talk on the microphone than me. So I said, yo, I'm more comfortable with that. So we're going to do it. And when you guys put out this song here, did you guys actually already, because I know War 21 is actually coming from the area. So it was the man that was War 21. So did you guys in your mind already conceptualize, okay, when we record, we're going to record under the moniker War 21? We never have a clue where we're going. We're crew did just name War 21 crew. Mm -hmm. And we get the name there from my mother. Is it me? So if you look on the seven inch, it's a war 21 crew. Okay. Look, look on haters. And probably on the music video too. It's mm -hmm. a war 21 crew and not just war 21. Because we never know what for you. So we just say, well, I just use a crew name. Yeah. So we just put war 21 crew. Because at first, they did war my name. Because I'm me alone do the song. I'm say, no, one had to put me in a spotlight. I'm not a spotlight person. Yeah. <laughs> Is it me? So, yeah, what well, 21 crew up on the record on the release? And when did that actually start to because that was the first song that you guys actually recorded on Bada Bada? No, no, the the um, you also posted really got love him up on I put that the record on it before that was the first song. That was the first one, yeah, the one where we use Baby Sham, where Suko used Baby Sham melody, yeah, okay, but you guys never released that though, yeah, it did release. 
Understood. It release, man. It release, man. The song, the song itself named Bada Bada. I don't remember that song at all. But it, it release, man. So you guys actually recorded two songs. One Soko, one You Alone, but it was both under War 21 crew. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> right. I didn't realize that there. And then who else did you guys record on this rhythm right here now? We did record Captain Barkey. He was the first big artist in yeah. Vice Pan already. Yeah. And we record some other youth from Ron Waters era. We did record a youth named Keke Flint with the inner excitement gang who yes. eventually became RDX. Mm-hmm. We did record Keke Flint with the record Kip Rich. Kip Rich Waters used to Kip Rich live like basically beside Rumblood in our waters. Okay. Used to mm-hmm. in our waters. With the record Kip Rich, um, of course, before him bust, that's before him bust. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly, but not a lot of big artists. Big artists, they never start going on it till being a man get a cut of the rhythm from Soko. Okay. And I remember that situation there. Soko explained to me that Beanie Man wouldn't come, so then they had to actually give a cut to shocking vibes. Right. It caused, it caused a disturbance, and right. then Beanie Man had to come back to. Yeah. At the disturbance where it caused help the rhythm bus too, because it did. Because remember, you know, remember, say, Jammies and Shocking Vibes arrival from Beanie Man and Bounty Killer days, you know. Makes sense now. And again, but the only thing as selectors, because I was playing sound those times, you weren't thinking of Shocking Vibes versus King Jammies, you know. You're just thinking of Beanie versus Bunty. But now you break it down as in record company versus record company. That makes 100% sense. Yeah. Uh, Shocking Vibes crew, like, you wouldn't you wouldn't say scare them and hang out with Tantometra and Devon to them. Mm-hmm. And that is all because of Beanie and Bounty. See me? So Jamie's crew used to not be real friends with Shocking Vibes crew. Mm-hmm. See me? But we come bridge the gap now because we know Beanie Man from all we are youth in our waters. Mm-hmm. See me? So anyway, so could give them a cut and them do them thing being a man get the first number one pan rhythm which was um fireburn yeah i don't remember the title of the song but fireburn our words without work you see me that was the first number one song pan rhythm mm-hmm. after being getting the number one song them the rest of artists them start come now so zebra come and zebra vice still i see i send me for one which he never did one vice he never did one vice he did have a different song for the rhythm and he never one vice it because he thinks that the song they're too big for the rhythm yeah so he do Celestia so warning instead, and that go number one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Everything just always works the way how it's supposed to work. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like you guys, as engineers, producers, and everything, you guys seem to be in the mix of everything because again, you're saying the shocking vibes and king jammies. That's the beanie bunty, and then later on came the beanie, the beanie kilpton, and you mm-hmm. guys were involved with that one there also. Mm-hmm. But that one there played out on the Bellias rhythm. Right, right, right. All right. But I know that's two rhythms after Bada Bada, or is it three after Bada Bada? Before Bellias? Yeah, it was Bada Bada. Then the Giant. Yes. Then, then Bellias. The, okay, so it wasn't two before Bellias? It wasn't no. volume? No. Um, A couple of singles did release. I think one single did release yeah. by volume, but the rhythm never released. Got you. Got you. All right, hear the story of that now. <clears throat> After we do the giant, which was the second rhythm, we are, even though we did, even though so could do two rhythms before Bada Bada, mm-hmm. we not really count them there, cause that are that are the classroom stage. Yeah. Seeing we're then at the workplace now. Mm-hmm. 
So would I say bada bada the first rhythm? The giant was the second rhythm. Now the giant did build because James did say want another rhythm like similar to bada bada. So so could build another rhythm. Bada bada. Right. And me if I another song similar to haters or my voice iceberg in other closet car with loss original. See? Oh, by the way, haters did go number one too on the charts. That was my first song. Out the gate, number one. Yeah. Well, I can't leave out that kind of that that song there lick off um anytime. That knock off anytime. Bounty killer anytime off of, off of the number one spot. And the funny thing with it, a lot of people don't anytime was a Dave Kelly production. Yeah. So you actually, you actually knocked off your your idol. Idol, yeah. Idol, but DJ Idol too. <laughs> Is it me? Yeah. So we do the giant and we do iceberg. That song the name Judgment Day. That got number one too. Is it me? Yeah. At the same time, um, Lexus linked me. Okay. At them time that we had Lexus tight, cause we we produced Lexus first hit, which was Panda Bada Bada Rhythm. Hey yo, Sonny, first of all, give me my money. Yes. You see me? So Lexus linked me and say I have an idea where my pre a song like DMX song where I talk to who did DMX say that talk to? Devil or whoever. Him say more and do God. Yeah, him say more and do a song where I talk to God. So me and him just sit down and reason about it and then we write it. Me and him write it together and we voice it together. Every night me go on my bed, me have a prayer. Thank the Father God for me. I say the other day and give me the health and give me the strength for me. Me sing and DJ. And I care when nobody wants to say me to do the voice of God in other song. Wow. See me? Enough people never know that because I never put my name on the, the record. Yeah. Just Lexus alone did dip on the and record. A lot of times I thought it was Lexus that actually he just came back and did the voice in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No man, I mean they do the, the, the voice there. Um we do that and that song they got number one too. So by the we se- by the second rhythm, mm-hmm. we have two number one songs. Right. And n- none of this will never plan. Yeah. None of this will never expect. No, three number one. Three number one. Yeah. Haters pan bada bada, then judgment day upon the giant and divine reasoning upon the giant with Lexus. Yes. See? Now, in a them time, they know Sokobila reading name volume. Yes. To me, are the baddest reading in the world at the time. Okay. Yo, me yeah. love the rhythm, I love the rhythm, I love the rhythm. It's a shame. And one of the re- one of the main reasons them why I did love the rhythm, so mm-hmm. because almost all of the sound them in it. And me sample and give them. Okay. And this are the first time Suko actually actually I use all of my sound them when I sample feed. So I love the rhythm, I love the rhythm, I love the rhythm. So one Sunday, my dear woman, I listen to some, some old school rockers. I mean, I listen to Brigadier Jerry. Come let me tell you about pain, eh? Bandidly, diddly, 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 bang, pain, eh? Watch it up, rip it up. You see me? Yeah, I listen to that and I get an inspiration and I say, you know what? I'm going to write a song about pain. So I just sit down, sit down in, a, in a sofa, in the car, in the living room. Mm-hmm. And that's right. It's going to tell me about pain, pain. Pussy on the fire, plumber picking at the right. I just write out the whole of that in a no time. Mm-hmm. During the week now, I carry it to him. Go around him, I early in the morning. I say, yo, wake up. And I say, yo, I'm to you, man. I get up. I say, get up. <laughs> you not do it that time. You get up. And I say, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Let me go, <clears throat> go brush my teeth and wash my face on them. So I say, no. Mm-mm. 
come with me now. We're out of the studio. No, 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 no. Same way. So don't even talk before you reach around there. Keep keep the groggy voice there. Same way and a big fat face and well sleepy. I'm going to go around there and say, yo. So it go. This girl will tell me about pain. We'll see you on the fire plumber picking out the rain. DJ that. And then start DJ it. And I said, no. DJ it like, oh, me DJ it in a deep voice. It's the first time in my use deep voice now, you know. Okay. So I'm saying, all right. This girl at time, the man go down on one deep part that the whole floor start rumble like an earthquake. Me, I said, what kind of voice that? The just wake up voice? Yeah. Man, do the whole song. I'm say, brother. But me put on the hook on it. Play, that's what it look like. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we put some special effects where we used to use on Soko voice. Put on him voice and, and I balance the thing and the thing sounds sweet to me. Yo, the thing sounds sweet. It's a shame. Most of me I tell you, say, yo, the tune you coming like the baddest tune ever in the history of music to me. Yeah, yeah. You see me? By the time Jam is here, it's say, huh! by them time they know Jam is have a deal with with we and Green Sleeves, who are 21. So we are Green Sleeves artists by this time. So Green Sleeves release it as, as a single. See? The rest is history. Green Sleeves, whoa, hold on. Green Sleeves released that song there as a single. And we start voice up other artists on the volume rhythm now. Okay. Cartel come, cartel voice on it, cartel write killer song. Killer voice on it. If a warlord did rule the world, ghetto people would have never, never poor no more. Mm-hmm. We get the song, we, we, um, we make Beanie Man hear our song. Kind of have one red Chevy pickup with a wicked sound system in it. I run it off pan cassette and put it in there and then play it and it sounds sweet and being a man ear. This is the first time being a man really ear. So could deep voice, you know. Yeah. So you know, say a couple months after that year, or oh, somebody you're going like say, yeah, they one got the power one. <laughs> being a man style that. <laughs> but anyway, being a man love the rhythm so much. Yeah. Being a man love the rhythm so much that him come voice thing there. Well, I'm a drone them and them mineral land. Me at them funeral land salute them like a general. We my bad man I roll deep, motherfucker. You see me? Him voice that song the pan it. So the voice in pan the rhythm a go on and a bubble up and a bubble up. But in at the time when the voice in a go on, so couldn't go build belly as mm. and the everybody and them granny fall in love with the rhythm. Then all of a sudden volume put pan bench. That put everything on the back burner. That would put volume on bench. Because of volume, I want come out. Volume, I'm a favorite rhythm. Yeah. You see me? And Belly has put, a, put volume on bench, man. Them time the beanie man and cable turn a war and bugger thing I go on. That's where the whole, again, you guys mm-hmm. now are put in the middle of this war here. Again, you guys are just mm-hmm. producers. You just want to actually put out some music mm-hmm. and get some more number ones. That's all mm-hmm. you want to do. Mm-hmm. How did that situation happen with the um, Beanie Man and Kilpatan on the same rhythm? All right, here we go now. The volume rhythm get put on the bench, seeing? So, Beanie Man come vice from Bellias, because mm-hmm. the volume song now come out. I remember, you know, Green Seeds already released one song, which was pain. That's why people know volume rhythm before Bellias. Okay. But the rest of the song, them never come out. You see me? So, being a man come vice and a true word from Capleton, because him and Capleton were at. You see what I say? Capleton hear it, and him come answer back being a man. You understand? But all when that a go on, me upset, because me want volume come out. 
Because your big song is on it. Yeah. Big, big song. So I'm going to say, hear what I'm going to do then. Mm-hmm. Now write a song for the rhythm then. For Suko. I'm going to say, you know what? It's like how this girl will tell me about pain. Never come out and adapt me a bank pan. Yeah. Me just write a gun version to it. Blood stain. So I'm going to write the exact same flow. Same format. Same everything like pain. That one I named blood stain. Pussy hole, this wake up a fall like rain. I write the song there in about 15 minutes. Because I write all of my best songs when I'm angry. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Because it has you have like this thing in your heart. It's like, yeah, I'm going to show you. And it just keeps coming out yeah. on the paper. Yeah. Would you say Bloodstain is your biggest song that you guys have as a group? Um, more for break that down in a way because a lot of people don't know. You see, to the Jamaican community, Okay. Bloodstain our biggest song. Okay. There's no song for me bigger than Bloodstain to the Jamaican community. Got so whether you're Jamaican in Canada, America, wherever, anywhere there, mm-hmm. that's our biggest song. Mm-hmm. But worldwide, with everybody included, mm-hmm. our biggest song are Ganja Smoke. Ganja Smoke is your biggest song? Yeah. I never thought that would have been the biggest song. Because you're part of Jamaican community. <laughs> well, isn't Ganja Smoke basically... It's the same as Bloodstain. And the same thing, a three version of one song, right? Because remember, artists used to do them things about... No, no. Yeah. So this girl tell me about pain. The one that named Bloodstain. The one that named Ganja Smoke. are the same exact song. Wow. I wouldn't realize, because again, I did not think... Trust me, Ganja Smoke, in my mind, wasn't probably even top five, to tell you the truth. Because All right. it, it almost seems like a, a freestyle, almost. It doesn't mm-hmm. even really seem like, okay, this is a real song. I remember, you know, remember, you know, in a blood scene, when Suko said, I see them run, see them run, and Ganja Smoke is, we smoke the weed, the weed, and Ganja Smoke also, they on a one drop rhythm, so that carried further in the world, like a one drop travel further than dancehall, you know. Mm-hmm. Reggae travel further than dancehall. For sure. 1,000%. Yeah. You understand? So, because it depends on the Shankai Shake rhythm. Doom, to doom, to doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. You see me? That carried yeah. much further than, than, than Bloodstain could have ever reached. Mm-hmm. You see me? So, we do that and Belia's rhythm jump off and mash up the whole place. Yes. Broke every record. You see me? At that time, Belia's rhythm was Green Sleeves first rhythm album the first rhythm album yeah when them start the rhythm album series mm-hmm. Belias was rhythm album number one it was yes. the very first time green sleeves i do it and it was a double it was a double lp too that's what i was gonna say again at this time here you guys put on i guess a gazillion songs on the rhythm again no listen to me muscle listen to me when, <laughs> when we have rhythm and yeah. No song there on the rhythm is not one twenty one. Do it <laughs> if you leave it up to we. We not put more than six songs on the rhythm. Yeah, but anytime the song, anytime the song, the rhythm gone fifteen and twenty and thirty song. I know we. <laughs> we said the king. King just does not say no. He says, you know what, come in. Yeah, and because the fun. king philosophy is you don't know which one I go be hit and I mean look what I'm doing with slanting and 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 puna and the rhythm and them rhythm there. Man have massive amounts of it and that are just theme strategy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. So him, him just do it same way. Mm -hmm. Wow. And when all these rhythms are coming out, everything's coming out here now, where was the first place he actually went to go perform and see these songs actually work in real life now, opposed to just on the radio? All right. The first place we go perform, we never actually see it work. The first place we perform was at Asylum, but that was just haters. That was that was the very beginning. But by the time we reach Belial stage, um, the first big show we do was Bada Bada Explosion. That was Beanie Man keeping a mobby, a pier one. That okay. was the first. That was the first stage show we actually do. First stage show, mm -hmm. and we go up on the stage. I mean, we did there and we feel good and we feel confident, you know, with the backstage and everything. All right. Two girls come circle and get two autograph and two hug up and two picture with 35 millimeter camera because I never phone. <laughs> you see me? And with the feel alright and thing, you see me? But when when the MC, when the stage manager tell me say we next, as a stage manager tell me say me, are we next? Me feel sick. <laughs> Instantly me feel sick. Me feel cold. Me feel hot. Mo and go tile it. <laughs> yeah. Instantly my feel sick. And so when the when, when the MC said Ward 21 and not a sound in the crowd, you could hear a pin drop card. No, oh, who them your people don't know who this? Yeah. So we go up on the stage and we say, I think we did start with um judgment day. Three songs we do. So we got judgment day, iceberg in other closet, and the people them just stand up on our look and say, Alright, New Yorks, alright, we're not doing anything, we're not singing a song. And by the time I reach, I know for them the pussy, then I like okay, when I so get a little. Just a little, because some people know it, them hear it on the radio, DJ way and I blast it and Cali Nines and Bagger radio this jacker blast it. So them. Next time we do a blood stain. By the time we reach blood stain, the people them say, No. We're not overdo it now. Come off of the stage. What? Yeah. Blood stain, them do that too. I'm here thinking yes. that you're going to say bloodstain, and yes, this is now when you want no. to remember. The people, them wave way off of the stage. I said, youths, all right, on a young, on a new, on a new, on a overdo it now. Two songs and come off. A bloodstain, the people, them wave off. And for see it become the biggest song for we in the Jamaican community. The song with them wave off. That was my first show. Bloodstain got basically yeah. waved off. Yep. Yep, 100%. I thought, but then you say, okay, yeah, cool. The song's doing good now. Say, okay, yes, you got the embrace. But you said, no, we got <laughs> with. So yeah. what was the next move after this? Okay, you guys went backstage. What did you guys do? We just drive, come back at home in a silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop a feet spin. Mm -hmm. Buy some breakfast because I did morning time by them time there. Mm -hmm. And just drive, come in, everybody in a silence. Mm -hmm. We'd have a little laugh a feet spin. Cause mean dog they drop off of the bus. <laughs> mean dog slide down the bus step and drop. So, but other than that, other silence come on, man. Yeah. Okay. And then where did you guys start to actually? So then, what was the next move? Now you guys went. You guys got booted. You guys get back in the studio, start working again. You guys started to do international dates. What was the next move for War Twenty One from? The next move was back in the studio. Cause I remember, so we still have rhythms I work on. You know? mm -hmm. So I was straight back in the studio. You see me? Um. So we are dealing with Bellias and so we make um Scarface. Yes. For, for shocking vibes. Mm -hmm. 
You see me? We make Scarface for shocking vibes with voice on it and whatnot. And that was a, a big song for we to anti-spy. Before we turn a spy, you're rather dead. You see me? Um, so by this time now, we start to get more shows. We start to get more shows and um, Jamis did hire Sharon Burke for Book for Will. Yes. So Sharon get up on some, Sharon get up on our first European show, okay. which was um, Splash Festival in a Germany, KMC, KMC Germany. Mm -hmm. So we'll go on by them time that because, because we are green sleeve artists by now, we are get promotions in Europe called green sleeve London based. So we never know say we would have get the response there when we reach over there. Because we don't know what going on over there. There's no internet and there's no social media. Nope. So we don't know what going on over there. So when we reach over there, we friend when we go and we say, we say, we say about 15 to 20,000 people stand up in front of us. I say, oh, what is I want them take my for? Yeah. And what was that feeling like now? You remember you got booed a couple of weeks, couple of months ago, and then now you come to Europe with all of these strange people looking <clears> at you. What <throat> was this feeling like right here? It never feel no way. For me, the larger the crowd, the more comfortable I feel. Okay. S small crowd make me nervous. <laughs> Everybody has their way of dealing with yeah. things. You know I mean, small crowd make me nervous. Mm -hmm. So we go and we see this enough people, but it's because. It's because it's a festival. It's our first festival. Mm -hmm. You see me? The vibe, they just different. Mm -hmm. it, they're in a park, and there's a lake right beside the stage. And in the lake, there's jet ski in a guan and, um, what you call it? The, the, the ski where you have the skis and you hold on the rope on the boat. The parachuting? It's, um... No, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the parasailing one. It was yeah. the, the regular skiing. Yeah. And people are ride jet ski and bag of things are going on. The food them they over this sun. Just beer people just enjoy themselves. You have camping and go on. You say beer tent over the sun. That was eye-opening for me because I never said nothing like that before. Yeah. And the vibe is just nice. And then you're performing at the day. In a daylight. And then while you're performing, when you're looking at the crowd, this is some giant beach ball, a box all about the crowd, and people oh. with water cannon and bag of things. So it was a nice, nice, nice vibe. But I never feel nervous, none at all. And we rock the show. We rock it, rock it, rock it. If you watch a music video for style, yeah. that one on the M style, come on. You see me? I go again. Them are style. Every time they're here, 21, them are. If you watch the music video there, you see some clippings of the show there. Where we have on some hospital scrubs and we're on stage and we are rock the crowd. That are the first time I start experiment with 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 call and response with the crowd. Okay. You see me? And it worked like totally new, but me just a, me just use some ideas where me see our you see me and we rock and but it feels so 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 confident after that. After that, my confidence that we can do this. Yeah. Because you know what it is with you guys. You guys were always so advanced. And especially coming out in 98, 99 is where we're just about to go into the 2000s. Yeah. So you, so you couldn't sound like anybody that was from like 91, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, or 8, or 9. You guys have the hip-hop influence. Plus mm -hmm. you guys are doing all of this new style here. Mm -hmm. I don't think people give you guys enough credits for actually coming up with ad-libs. How you guys did, especially for a reggae group. Because remember, the ad-libbing is what boss Migos, you know. Mm -hmm. 
You understand? But you guys mm-hmm. been doing these crazy mm-hmm. ad lib. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff in the music from mm-hmm. back then that a lot of people did not realize. Not laughing and them kind of something. They say something funny and in the background here. <laughs> them kind of thing. Yeah, man. That's that something where we, we, we kind of pioneer in a dance hall still. But I mean, it just is what it is. If it, You see me, like I said from earlier, when me and you start reasoning, you know, it's not a spotlight person, you know. You see me? I'm not I'm not one for the spotlight. So it not really bother me too tough when, when people don't give a credit for pioneer or something. Like me could have go up on a rant and I say, yo, I me bust the talk nice. When everybody in a Jamaica they say, yo, I'm a nice one, and them kind of stuff. They're me bust it. Nobody never did have said that before me come bring the basketball slang to, to dance all music. No. But them things they not really bother me. Yeah. You see me? Me just keep it moving because me just wanna make music. <laughs> I think you're just more happy to know that it actually worked yeah. and continue to put out more stuff and see if it continues to work more. Yeah, yeah, hit the nail on the head right there. So yeah. we're just happy for no say it worked because you know what? 90% of, of, of my creativity is experimentation. 1000%. When 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 we come out as what 21, we are doing things when nobody else never do. And I experiment where I experiment one day if this can work. You see me? So me use when me learn from hip hop. Because our flow, them are basically hip-hop flows, you know. But we do hip-hop flows mixed with dancehall flows. So half of the line, half of a line would be hip-hop and half of dancehall. Mm-hmm. You see me? Some of the words are hip-hop slang. Some of the words are patwa. You see me? We just mix everything. And nobody never did that do that. And when it works, I feel good because, yes, my experiment and something works. So we can make him read them and make with some weird sounds and some weird patterns. Even volume itself is a weird pattern. It is one hundred percent. Volume do have a kick on the one. <laughs> on the one, it I got Volume do have a kick on the ones. I experiment, so experiment with that, and it worked. And it worked. That's what I think. A lot of people are afraid of. A lot of people just want to stay in the safe box because they know if I do A, B, and C, I will always win. Uh, and that is when mu- every music starts sound alike. Yeah. And if you notice, our music never sound like nobody else's own. No, no, no. It was totally, it sounded like it was supposed to sound as in we're in a new time right now, new millennium. We mm. want a new, brand new sound that we've never heard before, which is the way you DJ, the words you say, the type of rhythms that you're on, everything about you. Because you guys were able to go from downtown gritty waterhouse to start mm-hmm. to hang out with a lot of the uptown people, yeah, the Renaissance, the yeah. Black Chinese when they came to yeah. Jamaica, all of yeah. these guys because of your futuristic way mm-hmm. of thinking. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm after, I'm after, um, I'm after shout out Renaissance and Black Chinese. A good thing you bring them up to. I'm after shout them out because they really play a pivotal role in our education in our business. You see me, education and inspiration. Okay. You see me, our renaissance help push with uptown too. Mm-hmm. You see me? Uh, I don't know what to say. I'm just, I'm just glad for the way I do yeah, man, because I love it. Yeah. I love it, Kian done. It's crazy. And we could see this, the amount of experimentation and whatever it is that you guys bring to the table. You could see that clearly you guys have to have a fire in your heart to try these type of stuff right here. Yeah. 
one other group here now, because now you guys came out the 98, 99 to 2000. That was a time with like the Lexus, the Cambridge, mm-hmm. the um, Alizade, um, Alizade Zoom mm-hmm. J. Yeah. There was so Wayne Marshall. There yeah. was so much of you guys coming out at that time there. You guys are doing production. You guys said you guys were originally in Waterhouse where Bounty was at King Jammies. How do you guys feel when the whole war broke out between Lexus and Bounty and you guys were basically in the middle? We never feel that way. Mm-hmm. Me personally, never feel that way. I, mean, I know so could them did feel, but me never feel that way about that. Because I see, I want to tell you a thing. You see, at that time, mm-hmm. me personally did vex with Lexus. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> You know what I mean? And again, I guess it's something where you guys, because again, you gave him the number one. Because before that, was he actually voicing before he did anything on the Bada Bada, or that was his first? Yeah, episode? yeah. No, man, he did a voice before, man. He did even the dub for with Liquor Sound, man. And he did the dub for Jammies mm-hmm. when we did play Jammies Sound. Mm-hmm. You see me? He did a voice before that, man. But in a them time, they were Iman Killer Kickoff now. Um, me don't know if him did know, because it's a man where. Him just go about in business and him not really business with people too tough. Him not really pay people no mind. Got you. But me did upset with him over something where him do where he might not even know same did do. Yeah. But then them time they are 20 little bit, so is it just is what it is. Me did vex with him and me never did attack to him them time. There. So when him and killer kick off, it never ever bother me. I never feel no way about it. Yeah. Lexus I'm a bridging. Right now, Lexus I'm a I'm a G. Yes, yes. Yes. You see me? Lexus, I'm a G right now, but them time there, me did upset with him over something. I may not even know if him did know. Yeah. Me sing about it. Yeah. What was it? I don't need no new friends tell me if you do. Hell no, motherfucker, because I got my own crew. So I must smile up in your face. I drive out and then my screw. Some of them are dead when them here say bling bling belong to true. This is for the. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So you f- figured that he was straying out of the camp at that time there. No, I know. It wasn't that in a car. Lexus wasn't in the camp. He wasn't part of the camp. Well, not really, though. He was part of the camp. Not really it, a part of the camp, but a part of the camp. Made it upset with him over an encounter at mm-hmm. Asylum. Mm-hmm. We go to Asylum one night and encounter him, and it never pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. So, I'm not going to go into the details, but just know so that at the basis side. Made it upset over that. Yeah. Him probably not even did know where him do. But made it upset. And like I said, them 10 now was like 23 or 24 or something like that. Never have no sense. Yeah, back to your temperament. You understand? Yeah, if I, I know, that I'm not even nothing. Yeah. You see me? Crazy. But, and were you guys actually producing for Bounty and Lexus at that time? No. Or you guys were more focusing on your art this time here? Now? No. Killer, Killer never did advice for Jamis at the time. Because Killer and Jamis never get back good yet. Mm-hmm. We can't remember when Killer left, you know. Him left on him, him, him left on the cloud. When him when him left Jamie's camp. Yeah. I didn't mean? realize that. I thought it was just everybody just went about their business and that was it. I didn't realize no. it was a no. them never them never good for a while. In the in me don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to say the, say, give the wrong details, but me know same did good with Jamie's son them. Okay. But it never really good. I don't know what caused it, if it was business or what it was, but it never really good. I never did advice for Jamies in them tender. So, so even though he did advice by volume, but he never advice by giant and he never advice by bada bada. 
even though there's 50 artists have bada bada, he was yeah. not part of that deal. There's a bunch of killer pan bada bada. The remix. Yeah, that I made. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cause my cause um them that when was when was apprentice engineer, one of my jobs was for um transfer the stuff from the old 16 track tapes mm -hmm. to 24 track. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna get everybody a cappella. Yeah. So I just run off all of the bounty killer a cappella them and sample them in the drum machine and make it and then I put it in the scratch them with my turntable afterwards. So I did make the remix there. Imagine having access to all of those bounty acapellas. You're supposed mm -hmm. to probably like, holy smokes. I wish I did still have them. I <laughs> 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 wish I did still have them. Because your mind is so crazy. This even brings me, cut. we're still, there's still a, more grounds I want to cover yeah. on War 21. But this brings me to something that you even brought up too. You guys were playing with a lot of hip hop those times and reggae putting it together. So even today, what I was thinking, you guys are really the godfathers for this new sound called Dancehall Trap, or Trap Dancehall. Mm -hmm. You guys were really the ones that brought it to the space, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I understand. I understand. The thing is that we did do it different. We do it with the base. Of, the base is Dancehall. The base is off the track. Is dancehall. So the <coughs> way we did that do it, the drum pattern would have been dancehall, and then the other sound them were complement the drums would have been hip hop. Mm -hmm. But what the where, where the, the the now generation are do is that them just basically make trap beats, and the only way for no says that dancehall track is because of the artist's accent. Yeah, and the artists are singing a patwa. But if you take if you if you take out the artist them and listen to the track alone, mm -hmm. it's basically trap but wouldn't that be the evolution of what you guys recently <clears throat> started yeah. in the first place yeah 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 you know what i mean and mm -hmm. what's your what's your thoughts on the new sound right now the new sound for me it just is what it is that's what the kids like that's what the kids like when we did come we did sound different from everybody but we did not make what the kids like we were the kids yeah enough of the older people them used to say no that never work so then like me I said, the only difference, the only difference is that we did keep the patterns. Mm -hmm. Even though the sounds did new, the flows did new and all of that, we still kept the original patterns. Mm -hmm. The youth them nowadays, them change the pattern, but that's what the youth them like. What you got about it? Dance and music evolve. Yeah. It's part of the deal. It just goes yeah. from time for year over year. You guys came and did the 2000s. Mm -hmm. So then now somebody had to come and do the 2010 and the mm -hmm. 2020s. And that's basically where we're right. at right now. You yeah. did your part right there. There's always good. There's always going to be debate over the sound of dancehall. Always and forever, there's going to be debate. You know why? Yeah. In Jamaican music, from the earliest times, from mentor, ska, rocksteady, to reggae, to dancehall coming up, each genre of our music stayed the same throughout its entire tenure. Gotcha. So when mentor did come, from the start of mentor to the end of mentor, it sound the same. From the start of Ska to the end of Ska, it sound the same. From the start of Rocksteady to the end of Rocksteady, it sound the same. But when reggae start, the sound of reggae change. When dancehall start, the sound of dancehall change. So there is no debate over um, Rocksteady, Ska, Mento, or whatever come before. There's no debate because it stayed the same the entire time. But right. because this constantly changed, there's always going to be debate over it. Mm -hmm. And... Nobody can win the debate. It evolve. The kids are gonna make dance. All the kids' music, you know. Yeah. 
dance all a young people music. It's a young man's sport. Right. They're going to make what them like. Yeah. I guess that's just part of the deal. It's either, as you said, it's either it is what it is. You like it, you don't like it, whatever the case is. But it's not particularly meant for, it's not made with people over 35 in mind. If you mm. like it, it's cool. Mm. But that's yeah. not generally who the target exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's like that. I mean, you gotta tell, you can't tell somebody how to express themselves. Yeah. And I saw them want to express themselves. So what you gotta do? Yeah. No, you're hard. Is it that you accept it or you don't shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Leave it alone, listen to everything pre yeah. 2000 and call it a day. Yeah. With you now, you've changed so many times in industry. You went from selected DJ to then producer engineer <clears throat> and then to artist. How did your relationship change with artists from, okay, I was a selector first playing your music and then now I was producing your music, but then now I'm in the same space like you. I'm now, they might book War 21 or they might book me. How did that do for your relationships? Well, there was a few dancehall artists were never happy with the fact that Jamie's engineer them turn artists now. Okay. And and they make them sound be heard verbally. But that never bother me. You see me? Coming from a selector, because uh because I was always a quiet one, they never even know some was selector. So that never even matter. Yeah. yeah. But them know me as engineer because they come for work and them see me in other space. Right, so them know some engineer, and then when we turn artist now and them final, cause not for them, them just final. Like somebody say, yo, Jamie's you them that, and them say, wish you them, you know, them kind of ways, eh? Because we not walk around and advertise say we're artists. We not in a studio yard, a DJ, and them something they like all the rest of DJ them there. So, God. but some of them never pleased with it, but that never matter to me anyway, because me have a steady job now and me I make little money, so I don't care what you want say about me. <laughs> You know what I going to do? You know what I going to do? I'm going to write some lyrics that are better than all of your lyrics then. I just, me always I try to prove myself. Mm -hmm. what were they saying? What was the issue and what were they saying? Me, me, ear one, personally, ear one say, Jamie's you them. What I'm saying? Jamie's engineer them. And the artist them there. The two artists them there. Engineer that. Them not good. Them not last no time. Me hear that. Because I never know some of them. Okay. And okay, without saying any names, did the relationship change with you and the artists where they started to work with you after a fact you passed them or what was the relationship with them? After? When them come when them come for work, I work with them. Come out of the studio. Yeah. Whoever I wish other engineer in other studio, them do not do not work with them. Yeah. Is it me? Wow. Because you guys were still engineering, yeah, and still, you were right, at the same time. We're still we still an engineer for jammies. Yeah. We still have to come at work and punch clock. If we have a show at Westmoreland, we have to reach our work at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. With these big songs, and you're still just working okay. Because again, mm. even though you guys, you guys never set out to be artists. So this mm. is still, it almost seems like you're in this new space. You probably don't mm. know how long it's going to last. Let mm. me just continue doing my work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We still are the way we are because, I mean... We never have no designs on doing the artist thing. We had no designs on doing it. So mm -hmm. we still never view it as the sole job that we have. Mm -hmm. So we still do a job. But I mean, we're producers, so we're still an engineer same way. Yeah. <laughs> so, isn't it? Even though we are singing songs, we still have to engineer other people's songs too. So yeah. we just continue to do work same way. Yeah. 
And when did you guys actually say, okay, you know what? We can't handle this, be an artist, producing and engineer at the same time. Let's just focus strictly on being an artist slash producer after the fact. Uh, that never, that never come to mind at all. Yeah. We continue the everything same. Mm-hmm. We continue the every part of the music because that's how much we love music. Mm-hmm. That's how much we love music. We just continue. We do music for loving a brother. Yeah. I love we do it for man. I love we love music. Every morning when we get up, every morning when Suku get up, only thing we think about our music. First thing, mm-hmm. ready my dear. Them kind of something there. Crazy, and again, as I said, you could hear it because you guys were so experimental. You guys were not the typical. We're even going to say band because not even band group because you mm. guys were some of the last groups to ever come out of dancehall. Because after you guys, I can't think of no more real successful groups that came after that War Twenty One. Uh, probably okay. Um, voice of. voicemail. They came after you guys. Yeah. And it's just because yeah. of the strategy why they didn't even get to see their full potential. Yeah, yeah, because O'Neill, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, okay, so yeah, again, they were part of that 2000 type of sound also. Right, 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 right. Wow. And, them, and them, get, them get some big song another time. Of course they did. Yeah, Jiggy man. Time and all of those songs. Yeah, man. There. So then now, you guys are doing all your good stuff here. When did you guys actually leave Jammies and probably started to link with a lot of the uptown producers and stuff like that? Well, um, we leave Jamies when we can. We did sign a six-year contract with Jamies, and it expired two thousand four. A six-year <clears throat> contract. Okay, what was this contract for? Um, as what? Two contract we do. Then we would do one as employees of the record company. So okay. we are producers, engineers, whatever, and then we do one as artists. Okay. So when it expired two thousand four, we just never renewed. Yeah. And we just move on. Cause some grumblings did I go on, but. The business side of things and we don't hear some things that we never like so we just decide say we're gonna move on because remember it's gonna be hard to see you guys coming in as engineer and stuff and then now you guys turn into big artists i think well from the outside looking in if you know somebody as joe it's hard to have a different set of respect for them as tom when they become yeah. this big superstar now yeah. you're the engineer you're just mixing songs and cutting dubs Five days ago, now you have this big song, buddy. You're still <laughs> the dub man over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys left, and then I guess the first move was to start linking uptown. Yeah. Um. When when we leave, when we leave, Jamis. Um. Me personally did the Renaissance every day. Renaissance was my new stomping ground. Now, so it was, and this is when. Renaissance Studio just 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 start build because Renaissance Studio was so new that they did actually help carrying some of the furniture there. Okay, it was that new. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was me, um, Delano, Dr. Dre, um, busy signal car, busy did just come from far in them time there. Nobody never knew him, but him did it all the time. Is it me? It was I'm busy and the engineer um factor. Is it me? So I just decimated there. Between Deso and Dan Carleone. Because Dan Carleone is just right up the road from Renaissance in Amona. And that was the that was when again the Renaissance, the Black Chinese, Dan Carleone. Right. Um fully loaded was brand new with right. Sharon Burke, the old yeah. this was a whole new space that you guys yeah. are actually getting to play in now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how was that for you guys? No man, it was amazing, man. They enjoy them time though. 
enjoy them time there. And in a them time there, I get our next number one song, which was Rhyme. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> that right there is my favorite. Okay, that's my favorite creative War 21 song. My favorite War 21 song overall is Bloodstained. Yeah. But creative rhyme all the way. When it come to when it when it come to when it come to them kind of song there, like with whole heap of wordplay and, and them kind of thing there, I have enough of them song there, you know. Me me are probably the artist with the most of them kind of song there. Okay. But one did hit, which was rhyme, but there are many others like it. Well, not like rhyme, but men in other similar kind of creative vein there. Yeah, how do you even come up with rhyme? Because again, that's so left field. I I don't even know how you would do that one. How did you come up with that? Right. <laughs> it was it's a funny story. Rhyme. Um when we did that though, um Shocking Vibes rhythm. Um when name Scarface. Yeah. We used to hang out at Shocking Vibes studio in the night. Mm-hmm. Right? And we hang out with Tanto and Devante and Megabant and most night them did it sometime. Ricky Rudy did it, not Bling Dog. Ricky yeah. Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> But most of the time, I did Tanto and Devante and, and Megabantan. Mm-hmm. Now, Tanto, Tanto them, I joke at them. Mm-hmm. Every night, I just, them just in the studio yard, I get joke. That was it. Just joke, 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 joke all night. You laugh till your belly cramp up. Yeah. Them used to have this thing where them do, where them sing over people's song, but they would have do it in either Eddie Fitzroy voice yeah. or Gregory Isaac's voice. So they would have sing over a particular song yeah. in a Eddie Fitzroy voice. I got you. See, so then when I say, boy, I go dead. Nobody give me no argument. Them kind of something there. Yeah. So Mega Bantan did sing over, I think it was Bloodstain in a Gregory Isaac's voice. No one your name, Bloodstain. And the whole of them start laughing for me. Yeah. Because so the inside of the studio, me did outside with them. And start laughing off of me. And I thought about how Mega got vice it and it got hit and bag a thing. Anyway, I just say, all right, me I get your back. Yeah. <laughs> Him, Mega now did have a song named Ting when we did love the song there. Red Rat did have a rhythm named Rat Patrol and Mega did voice a song for it named Ting. Okay. When, when, when DJ in a, um, in a Nicodemus voice, ah, uh, I say, I want a name Ting. Have a new style, and we call it thing. Sometimes the DJ, sometimes sing. Watch me a skilly bump on the rhythm. I'm gonna say, all right. True, me did love the song there. I said, I'm gonna mess up back the song there. Yeah. But me now gonna do it like them. Me now do not Gregory Isaac's voice now. Me now just change up the words. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say, me now know. Me just a drive one day upon Reddills Road, and and it just come to me mm-hmm. in other car. I'm just a drive and just a build it in other car. But me just, I gonna say a word. And you know what the rhyme are gonna be, but I say a different word will still work. Yes. And then each line it change. I can't fathom how you even did that. Just mischief. <laughs> <laughs> rhyme. Crazy, crazy, crazy song. Mm. Crazy big, big, big song. As yeah, I said, that's my favorite creativity, creative song that Word yeah. One has. Yeah, man, my voice, my DJ, the song there for Dr. Dre around the Renaissance, and Dre love it. So, one one weekend, I think it was a Thursday or a Friday, when DJ Wayne come. Okay. 
him normally come a town come get him music for go back go play weekend blitz mm -hmm. seeing so dj wayne come and dre dj wayne from a um renaissance studio and dre make him hear it yeah and wayne said no i'm on this pan dub he said all right somebody just do it pan dub pan, pan benzino the, the one song where benzino did get yes yes i do, yes. do it pan the rhythm there for dj wayne and him play it the friday and him tell me so the phone line them light up Tell me so the phone line them light up when they play it. People are saying, what kind of song this? Away my sing say. It's so because it, it catches you because you know you're singing along and you say, okay, you know what's supposed to come next. She mm. wants to sit down in my chair. Now mm. man, you're supposed to say lap. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So DJ Win organized with, with Sam Diggy mm -hmm. from Don Carleone Studio. Sam Diggy was one of Don engineer them. Okay. Zimmy. Don did have crazy rhythm. And Wayne must organize with, with, with Sam Diggy for him open a session for me. Wayne come a Renaissance studio, kidnap me, carry me go. <laughs> DJ Wayne kidnap me, carry me go a dance studio. Me no know where I go on, you know. Come me serious, when him call me that he carry him, I'm serious for some care thing in my table, because me and him a care man, you know. Okay. You understand? Me and him love motorsports and them things. So we always talk about motorsports. Mm -hmm. So I swear something with that, because they just get one new car, um, one Toyota with Turbo and one bag of thing. Anyway, in camera go around that down. When me go around there, me see my bridging Earthman round there. Wait, Earthman normally supposed to come a studio where me there. Yeah. But him there, Dan Carleone. When me go around there, me see Sam Diggy a look. Everybody a smile. So me a say, what is ambush? Yeah. Then we and say, yo, play it. And the rhythm start play. So me a say, so what am I supposed to do? Once I go sing the song, and I say, which song? The no rhyme song. I say, really, it's not a song. <laughs> it's a dub. It's not a song. A, a mega bantan me I mess with. Man say, man, go voice the thing pan the rhythm, the man. I say, all right, boom. Me never have no chorus, you know. Or just the first verse alone me did have because me never build it as a song. Or just the first verse alone. Yeah. So I actually freestyle the chorus. Because I never know if I say, me just go in the studio and say, you want to run? I got to run. Me have the girl them tune for me, them move them waistline and them spine in a time. Matter over mine, mine over matter, fast to scatter when me shatter line. A freestyle, my freestyle, of course. And the second verse, freestyle too, come never have a second verse. If you listen to the record, you hear me say, Earthman, give me a verse there. I gotta go back and listen to this. Yeah, man, listen back to the record, man. And you can hear in the second verse, the energy in the second verse lower than the first verse. God, because again, you're trying to make this up as right you go. now. Make it up as I go. I never have no second verse. That's so crazy. you can't, you can't, in the record, you can't actually hear the energy drop because no, me a brainstorm and I think that's great. And this is one of your <clears> most <throat> creative songs that you guys ever put out. Rhyme, and it's Done. something that was a freestyle, half of it, <laughs> half of wow. it, half of it was freestyle. And again, it just seems like a lot of stuff that you touch just seems to be, let's experiment, let's go in and let's see what happens and whatever happens, happens. And that seems to be a thing that a lot of the artists that you work with, you mm. seem to be very experimental because I noticed yeah, man. you guys work with a lot of female Right. Artists. One thing one thing with me as a producer, mm -hmm. me not bat with nobody idea. Yeah. You see, if you have an idea and that you want to do, come, we're going to try it. Yeah. Me believe in that, me believe in that. Express yourself the way you want to express yourself. Yeah. Because you can't look at me and tell me where me must sing, you know, you're mad. Mm -hmm. I'm expressing myself. I'm not expressing yourself. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? You're so I'm not about to artist idea and, and enough artists come with some idea more while I'm just work with it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work, but it is what it is. You're right. Prime example is Timberly, Bubble Like mm. Soup. Mm. All right. How did that come up? And was she an artist before you guys made her into how did that come up? All right. Yeah, man, she was an artist, man. She was she was an artist around a done Carleona, around a done meter. Okay. You see me? Bubble Like Soup now was was a song where I made it actually right for myself. Not the same words. Yeah. Because okay. I did actually write it for myself, but <clears throat> when I hear Timberly, I, I walk into the studio one time when Timberly did the record, Run I done, one night. I hear her, and I actually like her voice. Mm -hmm. So, me and her did turn friend because she did want me, she did want me help her with some writing and build some song for some reading. So me and I turn friends. So I said, I have the song here all long now. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna flip it. So I'm gonna rewrite it. Rewrite it and make sure you sing it from her perspective. Because when me did write it originally, it was from a man perspective. Okay. Is it mean some instead of the word me, I would have said the word you. Got you. Got you. Then we'd say at yalla at yell sweet like a honey. X to the five, she not drive in a sun yet. So it did go. Is it me? But so I flip it round now and and you tour. My voice I sang the me and her voice I sang the 2004. Yeah. My voice I sang the 2004 in our in our in our um apartment in our Fort Lauderdale. In the apartment is where that song came out of. Yeah. Me use me use Willie Chin laptop right. and, and and super dupes microphone. Boss, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, 2004 revised that in a Timberley apartment in a Fort Lauderdale. And that song that never come out till 2006. Why did you say that it for so long? Because the rhythm never ready yet. Uh, so yeah. could it work on the rhythm and it never ready yet. The artist never start voice up yet. Yeah. Plus cartel never voice yet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so you had to wait for the cartel and then get going there. Yeah. Wow. Got two more questions before I get you out of here. Yeah, man. stories are freaking crazy. <laughs> All right. Crazy. Another another production that you were actually involved with was um D1 Make mm -hmm. It One Up remix. This is again more than Make modern. It Bounce Up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. If I remember right, it got about 25 million views on YouTube. And this was featuring another one of your artists, Marcy Chin. Chin. All right. How did that come about? All right. Firstly, it have over 80 million views on YouTube. 80? Yeah. One channel have about 30 and yeah. one channel have over 70. So, it, yeah. we're not good at maths. That sounds like 100, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> 90-something, yeah, about around yeah. there. Yeah, somewhere around us. But um, that was just a vibe, you know? Yeah. That was just a vibe. Marcy and, and D1, they are my yard. And we just did it and the same want a single. Mm -hmm. So, my bill I read him. My bill I read him. Him write the song. Marcy write the part. And we just, I mean, nothing special, not there be anything. We just make a song. <laughs> so, what was, why did it get those crazy amount of views? And what because, was, where did it catch on? Because the international dance community take to the song. So, Paris Gobel. You know, you're familiar with Paris Gobel? She, yep. Pol the Polynesian girl where um, choreographer J-Lo and the choreographer for Justin yep. Bieber and them something. She 
um, and them the dip on America's best dance crew. Got you. Royal family. Mm-hmm. Now, the leader, she had a leader for the crew there, and she did take a liking to the song, and she started teaching a class using the song. And every dancer around the world looked upon Paris. So every dancer start using the song until it reaching at everybody's ears because every dancer of them following. Yeah. So the song start reaching at everybody's ears globally. And guess what happened? And guess what happened? Mm-hmm. The international dance community is not followed closely by the Jamaican dance community. No, no, no. So the song never really spread to Jamaica. But it spread right around the world. When I seen the views, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It was, I couldn't believe. It's like, what did you guys do to this song to get these amount of views? Why are people going over it? But now that you say what you're saying, it makes sense because it's yeah. an international feel. Yeah. We never do a damn thing because when we put out the song, we don't have no money on them something different promoted. We don't have them budget there. So it's just, it just because of Paris take it and everybody start paying attention to Paris. And so the song just spread. Yeah. You see me? I mean, it just is what it is still. We just make a song. I'm not lie to you. No special yeah, story in the back of the one. There. No special story in the back That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. Another person I heard you brought up a couple of times. Good friend too. Super dopes. Yeah. See, you, see you guys are working on something. I seen a picture probably last week. Mm-hmm. And where you guys are working on something. Is there anything you could tell us where you no, guys that, are working on? <laughs> the picture there is a, the picture there is a throwback picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The picture there is a throwback picture, man. That are from about um two years ago. The picture there from about two years ago. Yeah. When when the place that? when outside the good we could have fly go to Miami. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have a credit super dupes. I have to give super super dupes whole heap of credit. Mm-hmm. Because him him have a him play a huge role and influence in the way I produce now. Mm-hmm. Super dupes introduced me to to Acid Pro, yeah. when I just start use computer. I remember say a tape may I come from, you know. So when I just start use computer, Dupes introduced me to Acid Pro and teach me how to use it and show me how to make him remix them. Because I remember say Dupes was a king of remix. Yes. So I start produce like how remix make. So when you get Mr. Pepper here, make them talk, talk, make them a remix I me that I make. God, that was yours too. Yes. Is it me? Yes. When we make, when we make, um, me back, me back, me back, me blood clot back, ray. Them, <laughs> when me make them thing there, I make, me actually make them like a remix make because I saw me learn how to use, use the, um, the computer car, me I come from tape. Yeah. So when I actually do is learn to make remix first mm-hmm. and then make my production like a remix make. So even, even I'm me, pioneer that in a, in a, in a dance hall mixing, all of them cut up thing there. Yeah. All of them thing there were enough um producer start to know me first do them something there you know, because me used to make actually make remixes but now instead of making them you're basically pro- producing songs Produ- yeah. in a remix type in a remix fashion, fashion yeah yeah and I, I, some start doing it crazy do you miss the juggling in dance hall or do you prefer the singles right now miss juggling juggling nice man juggling always have a vibes you never there a, a, a 90s 48th and year old pepper seed and Showtime and all of them thing then rhythm just a bunks and groove nice man. Oh yeah, man. Juggling nice man, but juggling 
it's tough to do right. Yeah. And that's basically what it comes down to. Conley, 2020, yeah, we're all grounded right now. Mm -hmm. Before I get you out of here, tell me what you have going on for the rest of the year where we could check it out and all that good stuff. Marsichin. Marsichin of an EP soon drop. Yeah. Our first collection, our body of work, mm -hmm. the first episode of that soon drop. Yeah. We are working on that right now. And you know, when it comes to when it comes to young artists, a whole heap of young artists who bossing. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to female artists, we're well credible, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm tell you, say, Marcy Chin, just believe say Marcy Chin. Yeah. You understand? She have a new song, she have a song out now where she promote name Nasty Love. Yes. So you can check out the song there. The viewers can check out the song there, Nasty Love. Mm -hmm. You see me? It's a very sensual dancehall song. Yeah. You understand? Coming out, um, and I know that's coming out of down sound. Right. Yeah. Right. So my day down sound apply my trade right now. Mm -hmm. So me and Marcy there as a team. There's also Diani, who is another artist from Down Sound. Him yeah. sing the Evan Telegram song. Yes. Right. So I work with him too. Yeah. Isn't it? But we just make a whole lip of music. I'll me probably so drop an album too. A production album. And maybe maybe an artist album too. I might drop a solo album. There's also a War 21 album in the works. And listen, I'm working every day all day. I'm sometimes I'm so tired, I'll forget for tired. Yeah. All right. So 2021 <clears throat> yeah. is looking good right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, have enough. I have enough in store right now. If the place for lockdown for two years, we yeah, can you're... steadily re release stuff. Crazy, crazy, crazy. We can't wait to hear them because I know how your mind works already. As I said, to me, you're the godfather of trap. War 21 is the godfather of trap dancehall, dancehall trap, however you want to pronounce it. But again, as you said, it turned this way. But definitely, you guys invented that. So I can't wait to see what you guys have coming out for 2021. It's going to be so amazing. We just make music with sound good to it. Yeah, <laughs> that is my mantra. Just make it yeah. sound good. It sounds good. Yeah. Godly, leave some contact in for where they could check or whatever is going on your Instagram, Twitter, wherever you are, Facebook, wherever you are. All right, Twitter. I'm mainly a Twitter person. Okay, is it me? My Twitter is Conley the Culprit. K U N L E Y D A K U L P R I T mm -hmm. at Conley the Culprit. Mm -hmm. My Instagram. I have a little smaller following on my Twitter because, like I said, me is a Twitter person. Okay. My Instagram is same, Conley the Culprit. <laughs> and my so. Facebook is my name, Conley McCarthy. Mm -hmm. So you can catch me upon them, them spot there, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Conley, it's been a vibe. Thank you so, 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 so very much. Again, as I said, we spoke to Soko. Got his side of the story. Now we spoke to you. And it definitely, you guys seem like the yin and the yang. <laughs> You're here. Put it together. And you guys make the perfect War 21, including Mean Dog and Rum Blood when he was wrong and everybody else. You understand? Yeah. Yeah, man. War 21. You see, War 21, the dynamic with War 21 you know, is that we never come together as a business model. We were friends before the music. Yeah. You understand? We started out from teenage years, so mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that's why it outlasts so so many 
from before us and even since us. But I'm a brother them, you see me? Soko. <laughs> he speaks, Soko speaks highly of you. Every 10 minutes in the conversation, yeah, Conley, Conley, Conley. Okay, yeah, ask, when you speak to Conley, ask him this. Conley, Conley, Conley. It's like, wow, you guys are <laughs> bona fide friends before the music. Yeah, long before the music. Like myself, I know, I know him from me at five years old. Yeah. Zimmy and we are hung out from me at 13 years old. No, we in our fathers. Yeah. So do them much there. Yeah. Zimmy. Okay. Godly, let me get you an outro and get you out of here because this conversation has been an amazing conversation. A lot learned. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And we are out. Out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com.